and they had this like scale Eiffel Tower and I thought okay it's better than nothing so <laughs> here we go um just get real close to it yeah or exactly very far away either way Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music episode 135, the Sesquadrate episode. That's for all my astrology fans. This week, very happy to have on the podcast Jennifer Alvarado. I don't even have time to give you her whole bio right now, but uh, I can tell you that she was named One to Watch by the National Songwriters Association. She is an artist of the week for Indie Star Radio. She's an Earth Day Regional Award winner, among many other accolades. Uh, she's from Vail, North Carolina, and on this episode of the podcast, we discuss her album, Playing With Fire. You can find that at all the streaming services, and also there's links in the show notes to download or stream it. If you absolutely can't wait for any of that, you can go to jennifer.alvarado.com, and she's got links to all that stuff. Make sure to listen to, I think, a minute of the podcast first so that it counts as a download, but I mean, go ahead and listen to the whole thing. You've got time. I tell you what, listen to the podcast while you go to jennifer.alvarado.com and you can kind of browse through that as you listen to the podcast. That makes sense, right? Yeah, do that. That's jennifer.alvarado.com. Here's Jennifer Alvarado. And from the broken 
And so when I heard this, I got like a strong sense of like a, a, a praise song. Um, mm-hmm. And so is that, is that something you've done? Uh, maybe thought about that in the, in the context of a, a worship praise song? Yes. So actually the song was used with, with my church. Um, we did it for several years and still have been doing it. Um, but also I do outside events, worship events, rallies, those kind of things. Um, cause I'm a worship leader mm-hmm. as well as doing this singer songwriter thing. And, um, I always pull that one in because it, it very much is a praise song. And I grew up in the Baptist church, um, and then later switched to Methodist, but I grew up in the Baptist church. And one of the things that you learn very early on is Psalm 23 and that verse of surely goodness and mercy will, will carry through all of your life and all of your days. Um, that was really what I wanted that song to be about was just when you're submitting your life over to God and you're allowing him to take that driver's seat, he's gonna, he's gonna bring you through whatever the crisis is, whatever that valley is in your life. Have you written um, like any just straight up praise songs for your for your church? I have. Um, yes. Um, so along with that project, we did a couple different um, like sermon songs, ones that went with the sermon. Um, and then beyond that, we actually released a Christmas album about two years ago. And I wrote a good bit of that one. Um so, yeah, that's definitely something that is very close to my heart. I 
very much love ministry and and just just that whole thing um I've moved away from it a little bit. I still go back to it and still write songs here or there, but the the country stuff, the pop stuff, like the commercial stuff, mm-hmm. if you will, the secular, it comes very naturally and easily to me. Um, and and I have fun with it. And so, not that I don't have fun with the praise stuff, but <laughs> but um, Blah, it's just it's, it's, <laughs> it's just different. Yeah. And um. So I really, when I am writing praise songs and and the, just anything with with the Christian context, I very much go through every lyric, everything, because I want to make sure it's biblically sound. I want to make sure right. that it makes sense, that it's honoring God, that it's not some far fetched thing. So I I critique that much more than I do the country and the pop stuff. And right. so I think I just allow, I allow myself more freedom in that. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, like when you're writing your, your more personal songs, you're just saying, here's what I think I feel. But when you're right. writing a song that here is what is, you really want to be right on that. Right. down a dead end road but it's too dark to see and you've given everything you have to live someone else's dream and you've been burned so much you can't Everything I have just to see. 
So that was the last song on my 2015 release, Hello Life. And um, that song is really personal. Um, it's basically all my insecurities in a song. And it's very much about allowing God to come in and take those away and stop living in the past. Um, because I tend to dwell. Um, so I'm an INFJ personality. And so with that comes um, living in my head a lot, and I overthink a lot, and sometimes I miss what God is trying to do in my life because I'm still having conversations from three years ago. And so that song is very much about surrendering all that stuff and um, giving that up to say, I'm not going to live here anymore. Like, yes. I may have been called a mistake. I may have been, you know, all these things may have happened, but I'm not going to live in that. Yeah. I'm an INTJ, by the way. So we're okay. very close. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, so tell me about um, where these songs were recorded. So my producer is in Morganton, North Carolina, um, at a place called Bomb House. Um, his name is Ricky Rodriguez. And he he's recorded i don't even know how many people he works with elevation a lot um but i've been recording with him since 2015 and i had worked with a couple other producers before then on other projects um my demo was with another person and it just didn't come out the way i necessarily wanted it to and um so when i found ricky and the cool thing about Ricky is like, you have to submit music to him. Like he's gonna, he doesn't just take 
anyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I like that fact because it kind of, I don't know, it, it just speaks to that he's not just looking for the money. He's actually yeah. looking at the art and wanting it to be good. And um, so I've been working with him since 2015, and it just clicked. Like, as soon as we started working together, I was so scared when I first went into the studio mm -hmm. um, because of other experiences in the studio and um, just felt very intimidated um, in those other experiences. And so when I went in to work with him, um, he listened. He listened to what I wanted. He listened to um, the songs and he really tried to keep them exactly how I had written them and, and preserve that. And I appreciated that because I didn't feel like I was being forced into, you know, rock or whatever yeah. um, some other producers are very comfortable with. He he goes with you and and works with that. Do you have, when you go into the studio when you write a song? Do you have a pretty good idea of the the kind of production you want with it? For the or, most part, yeah. Yeah, especially especially with the country. So with the Playing With Fire EP and Hello Life, they are very, very close to exactly what I went in and said, here's my scratch. Here's, mm -hmm. here's, what, we're, here's what I'm thinking. Very close to it. Um, we have changed our process a little bit with what we're working on now. Um, and we'll listen to some of that a little later on. But... Yeah. Um, it's been, we've actually turned the entire process upside down with what we're working on now. Um, so I've gone in with a scratch and we keep that scratch because I still want acoustic driven stuff. I'm, I'm an acoustic guitar player. So, you know, I, I don't want songs that when I try to take them out and play them, it sounds completely different. I yeah. want it to keep some of the integrity there. Right. Um, but with this project, like we've kind of let ourselves just completely turn everything on its head and say, well, what if we start with this instead? What if we do this? And it's still keeping that song, but I'm not as cemented, I guess, in it's got to look like this. Right. I'm more willing to get outside of my box. Yeah. Um, and that was the big thing. When I recorded Hello Life in 2015, I was so afraid, this is going to sound weird, but it goes back to the whole Christian thing. I was so terrified of saying the wrong thing, or especially because I was um, a very active worship leader at that time, and the last thing I wanted was for somebody to say to me, you're just using the platform as as your platform. Like, you're just using this as your platform, and because I didn't want it to be that. And so I just see a lot of coming back to myself, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. with with being able to be free and just saying, you know what, this is, I like this sound. This is what I want to go with. This is how this is going to sound. And I don't really care what everybody is going to say about it. Right. But I think that's just growing up yeah, and learning yeah. that. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're not happy with it in the end, then it doesn't matter. So you've got to be happy, and right. it's got to be a representation of you.
I break things. So um, you got a lot of uh, affirmative statements in your song. <laughs> I think because it's so different than my personality, uh-huh. like, yeah. and so I'm like, here, here. Music's always been that for me as my affirmation to be like, okay, this is how I really feel. So right. take this. Um, but I break things. So. I am a horribly clumsy individual. Um, and on one of my many occasions of, of just coming in hot into the driveway, into our garage and hitting it, um, <laughs> my husband just said, you're always breaking things. And I was just like, yep, that's me. Like, you knew that when you married me. Like, that's what you get. Um, and that's where this song came from was I thought, okay, we're going to just make fun of the entire situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and so when I went through the song, I wrote down everything that could possibly go wrong as far as hurricanes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I wanted to turn it around and, and say, you know, it, make it more of just a power, like girl power kind of thing of yeah, I do have control over this, even though I have no control over my clumsiness. I like this song and I like the story of the song, but uh, the main thing I want to hear about is uh, this running into the garage thing. So just uh, just clarify for me, you're driving in, like are you not checking to see if the garage door is open? Are you going like through the garage door? Because in okay. my head, that's what's happening. Like you're like, so, I know, it's probably open. I'm not going to wait to and see. House. So I really wanted, I, I don't know, maybe my depth perception's off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But no, I, it was one of those days where I just got a little too close to the side and, and took out the side again. And earlier, well, about a couple weeks earlier, I had done that before and, you know, backed out and pulled the garage door down. And so like the frame is warped. It's just, uh-huh. it's sad. Anyway. <laughs> You need a you need a carport more than or a, I well I car. actually park outside now yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to park in the garage yeah, yeah. you got your two strikes yeah That's I it. did <laughs> but yeah this is one of those songs that uh, I was as I was saying before uh, I realized that I wasn't recording um, <laughs> but uh, this is one of those songs that you know all your songs um, have a variety of feels to them. This was, this one, you know, is, is obviously more, you know, more rock, like you were saying, more, a little funkier. Um, and, uh, is is this something where you're, you're kind of playing around with it? Uh, like you said, with, with the, it kind of fits the mood of the song. It's, it's playful. It's fun. So you're like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make this upbeat and, you know, kind of. Yeah. Well, it was, it was always upbeat when I wrote it, it was upbeat. Mm -hmm. Um, we did add some elements, you know, the crash at the end, that kind of stuff. Like yeah. I was like, and, and I think that's what I appreciate, appreciate about Ricky is the fact that I can have some really weird ideas or I guess I feel like they're weird and I'll send it to him and I'm like, Hey, I think it needs a, you know, breaking glass at the end or something. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, send him a clip of something and he's like, I like it. And so he's willing to just, let me be. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he'll tell me like, no, I think that's a horrible idea. But, and I, I just appreciate that because we can, he's very honest with me with things and, but he's also very encouraging. And yeah. that's something that I'd never had when it came to music really was I had to fit in this mold and mm-hmm. you can't go outside this box. And, 
And so to just have that and be able to create like that is it's very freeing. More from Jennifer Alvarado in just a few moments. want to remind you to go to her website, jennifer.alvarado.com, and uh, find her music there. Also look for where she's going to be playing next. She's uh, putting out a lot of, uh, she's got that new album I just told you about a while ago, but also she's putting out some new singles. You'll have that latest single later on in the podcast. <laughs> Mitzi Mueller from Wolf Willow, and I'm here to say that our new single, All I Can Say, is out now on all streaming platforms. We sure do hope you'll like it, and we love you very much. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast just Search for WNC Original Music wherever you get your podcast, or you can check wncoriginalmusic.com for a list of popular places where people listen to and subscribe to podcasts. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in the show notes for that, as well as a whole lot of other links to really just incredible places. Hey, this is the band A.G. Wilson, and you are listening to the WNC Original Music podcast.
It's actually a resignation for a job. Oh. <laughs> um, I, when I write, I try to write things that are happening in my life, but I try to disguise them to some degree. Mm. Um, and it was a job that I was very attached to. I'd been there for years. Um, but I also knew that it was just a very toxic situ- situation for me, and I needed to leave. Um and I kept praying and hoping that, like, they would see and, and um, things would turn around and mm. everything would just be wonderful and roses. And it wasn't. Um, and it's really a song about I'm notorious. I'm notoriously loyal in the sense of I will stick around way too long in a situation hoping that it changes. Mm-hmm. And that's really what that song is. It's coming to a place where you realize that you have given everything you can to a relationship or to to a job or to whatever. Um, but in the end, you know, it's just not enough. And it's not necessarily anything you did or didn't do. It's It's the other party. It's just... It is what it is, yeah. and it's moving forward from that. Uh, can you tell me the the name of that job and the first and last names of everybody who worked there? <laughs> um, Just for, for my records. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they shall re- remain nameless at this point. <laughs> yeah. The song itself, you know, it has that um, like a goodbye feeling, like a farewell. Yeah. You know, feeling. So that's another one where the 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 kind of musical ambiance really matches the the tone of the lyrics. Um, so good job. Good job. It's not a question. Hey. Really. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. In case you were wondering what I thought. Of. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I would cut that part out. Anything where I sound dumb, I cut out. Um, <laughs> can you tell me about the, um, do you have uh, like a live band that you play with? I do have several friends that if I need a band, Mm -hmm. yes, I bring them on. Um, But typically, I've been doing just, you know, local acoustic shows, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, If if it requires drums and all that, um, usually when I do the band stuff, it's more of of either a praise, like praise worship festival, something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, 
I've done a few shows where I have had full band with my music, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I I just do acoustic. It is something I want to move toward, though. I've talked to some of my friends about, hey, I've got some shows coming up. We're going to need to pull this out of them. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I guess everything's been on hold for a year or right, so. Right. Have you started uh, started back playing any live shows yes. recently? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And yes, it's been glorious. Oh, so. good. Talk to me, light a match and watch it burn. Soon the table's gonna turn. You think you are the man talking with your dirty hands, but come home and make it right. The things you took away in spite. See, it's a- 
do you have a musical impression that you do? No. No? Well, I will say this. So, All right, um, here we go. <laughs> if you go back and listen to my early, early tapes, uh-huh. I was obsessed with Reba, like obsessed. Um, tried to copy every nuance, and so I have these little nuances that I fall into sometimes that are very much Reba inspired. Um, and my old tapes definitely sound like a really bad Reba impression. So I'm not going to do it. Um, Can you do an impression just of Reba talking? She has a distinct, you know, spoken word voice. Charles, you get back. Okay. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. All right. Do you have any um, musical advice or like a mini lesson you could give people? Yeah. um, I would say with songwriting, be honest. Um, and be very specific. You would think not to be specific because so many times with songwriting, it's like if you're too specific, then you're going to call out a certain situation and it may be a one-off or whatever. But mm-hmm. the thing is when you're specific and you have all those little details, you never know who that can really relate to. And it, it takes it to a whole new level um, for that person. And that was the thing I fell in love with with songwriting was I always felt like somebody was singing to me Mm -hmm. and telling me like what I'm going through and how to get through it. And that's really what I wanted and what I still want to do with songwriting. And so I would just say, be, be authentic, be real. Don't try to make up a story. That's not you. Um, You can take elements of your story and, yes, of course, change names, as I do, um, or take resignation letters and change those, too. Um, What were those real names of those people, again? (laughs) I wrote it down a while ago, but I forgot. I misplaced it. (laughs) But, yeah, just be real. Because that's that's where your music really takes – it goes into the heart and it actually, you know, takes shape in somebody's heart is when – they feel like they're not alone. And I can't imagine, I think that's what I love about music. I can't imagine where I would be if I didn't have songwriting and I didn't have music because there were so many times in, in my life that I felt really alone mm-hmm. and a song came on that like perfectly spoke to me and gave me hope. And so that's that's my goal is to give somebody hope. Cool. Uh, the thing you said about... Um details I, I love that i love when i listen when i hear a song and it's like um it's like the person is talking to someone else and they don't have to give the context because if i'm talking to my wife or my brother or my best friend i don't have to say oh, do you remember that time in 1998 we were you know we were in college and there was you know you just start to talk about the thing that you both know about and then um and then that just that's like a story it's like when you when you if you see a movie you know, you have context because you've watched the beginning of the movie, maybe, but sometimes you don't. And sometimes it's interesting finding out. And there's a song um, that especially I love. It's like that. It's called um, February. It's by Dar Williams. Check okay. it out. I think you'd love it. I love it. Dar Williams. Oh, yeah. Have you heard, actually, have you heard no, February? No, I haven't heard that one. Oh, okay. Well, it's uh, it's this it's the narrator, which is a woman, I assume, uh, is talking about just things that she and her... Um, boyfriend or whoever uh, are doing yeah they're going to they're walking 
and somebody and one of them says, "Hey, there's a flower." It's like this, and then it tells a story. And you don't. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I, okay. I want you to listen to it and tell me what you think okay. it is. Email me okay. back or something. But um, but at the end, you you're like, "Oh, that's what that's been this whole time." But it's told through those details, and it's yeah. her point of view. But her point of view has a very specific meaning to it. If that makes sense, yeah. I'm making this. But yeah, listen to that song, February. Okay. Especially yeah. the live. Find, see if you can find the live version because uh, okay. I think I like the live version even better. Probably because that's the first one I heard. Anyway, but yeah, that's all about details, and I'm just saying that I agree with you. If you were wondering. <laughs> one other thing that I would say: um, create music that's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoy the music I'm creating so much more now because I'm not afraid to use my voice and not afraid to speak truth. Mm-hmm. Um, not that what I wrote in the past wasn't truth. It was just, I, I feel like I put myself in a box. And yeah. so as an artist, be sure that you're not trying to just fit into a mold, that you're not trying to write just, a, you know, the next pop song or whatever. Yeah. Like if it's not real to you and it's not really encompassing who you are, you're not going to have fun doing it either. Um so I would just say that as well. Yeah. Um, and that's what I enjoy about what, with the music we're doing right now. Um, it's some of it's very blunt mm-hmm. <laughs> and honest and that's okay. Um, I mean, that's, that's why I feel like we have music is to right. be honest yeah. and truthful and you never know what that can do. So I like the, uh, I might be reading, more into your story than what is, but I like, uh, I like musicians that are like Christian. Uh, and even if they're still doing, you know, Christian music, but they, they kind of go into secular music, but just because that's who they are. I mean, you're not, you know, you're always a Christian, even when you're singing secular music, but, um, there's like, I I love you too. And they, they do that a lot. And then, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Sufjan Stevens, are you familiar with him? Uh, he's a singer songwriter. He he does that okay. a lot. I mean, he's it's just apparent when you listen to his music. You're like, oh, okay. He's talking about. He's got a lot of Christian themes. He's obviously a Christian. He's not singing about that all the time. Just like you don't talk about Jesus all the time. You know, if right. you're in your daily life, but it's just there. So it's almost more meaningful when all ten songs aren't Christian songs, but you know they're from a Christian person. You know, right. Um, so I, I kind of like that that idea there. Yeah, I I definitely want my songs to always have hope somewhere built into them. Um, Because to me, that that is what Jesus is. He's our hope. He's he's what keeps us going. Um, So I I want that to be an element, even if it I'm working on a song right now called Filthy Water. And um, it is very much about a narcissistic um relationship Mm -hmm. that I kind of fell into and found myself in and um just it it talks about just that the truth always comes to light um you know darkness is always gonna it's eventually the light's going to be shown on that darkness and and you're going to see the truth come out of it and so I think that that's really what I want people to get with my music is that there is a hope there is there is something um, more to it than just, here's my day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
All right. I really want to thank Jennifer for being on the podcast. I just had a great time talking to her. Make sure to go and listen to her album and her new single as well. Uh, Also go and visit her website, jenniferalvarado.com. Should have a part two of this episode coming up uh, in several weeks. So keep an eye out for that as well. And if you want to make sure you hear it, of course, subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcasts. For the closing song this week, uh, I love when this happens. We actually have a friend of Jennifer's to provide the closing song. Lindsay Brazil is a high school choral director by day and a singer-songwriter by night. She's from Greenville, South Carolina, my hometown. You can find her music at lindsaybrazil.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-B-R-A-Z-E-L-L. lindsaybrazil.com. Have a good week.
It might be the lighting yeah. here. I have terrible lighting here. So. Yeah, it's the light. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the light missing from my eyes. <laughs> <laughs>